Amazing. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Episode 184 of the AT Show. Um, we've a lot of people from a lot of different places around the world. And today we're meeting uh, Connie from Canada. And she works in cars. That's a lot of C's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks, Connie. She reviews cars. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of my side hustle, but I yes. uh, drive a different car every week. Okay. And I write about it for A Girl's Guide to Cars and some other outlets. And I also do a lot of social media with every car. Perfect. All right. Well, the first question, <laughs> um, subscribe. First of all, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. All right. And after you subscribe... All right. Here's the question. Where do you get all the cars? <laughs> uh, I drive, I drive press fleet vehicles. So the manufacturers yes. all have a press fleet okay. in major cities. So in yes. Canada, there's only a select few cities that have press fleets, but every, not every manufacturer, but most manufacturers have a press fleet of vehicles that they loan to journalists to write oh. about and cover. I see. And um, did it take a long time for you to get access to these cars or did you just literally go up to them and ask them hey can i review your car uh they have a bunch of requirements every manufacturer is different some of yeah. them work with bloggers just regular lifestyle influencers on a regular basis some of them only work with automotive journalists that have accreditation with a I membership see. somewhere mm -hmm. um so it varies from e from brand to brand so this year um when I first started, I was a mom blogger and I only worked with brands that worked with bloggers and influencers that wanted that type of coverage. And it slowly evolved. I'm now a member of a local um, automotive press association. So I have some accreditation. I work for a larger site than uh, just like a blog. And so because of that, I was able to get more uh, manufacturers this year. So this in 2020, or actually it was 2019, I started working with Mercedes-Benz for the first time. Wow. 2020, I started working with BMW for the first time. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so it just, it varies. Is it? Okay, that's cool. So, I mean, I'm just thinking if like, I really like cars or if someone listening really likes cars and they want to get the chance to drive all these cars and talk about all these cars. Um, what's like the best way to do it? You've been reviewing these cars. Are there other ways people can do it or? Yeah. So I, I get this. I actually get this question on TikTok almost every day. People, people, yeah. And my audience on TikTok is obviously a little bit younger. So yeah. they all want to drive cars. They all right? want to drive the cool cars. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. I tell everyone, um, start by creating content. So if, if you, you know, you can start a YouTube channel or you can start your own blog and you can write about your own car, your friend's cars, your family's cars, whatever. You can also pitch local dealerships. I know a lot of automotive journalists that are huge, like actual YouTuber journalists that still go to uh, dealerships to review a car or will review a car just on site at a dealership. And then they still get press vehicles for a week to review with the manufacturer directly. So I always tell people, create content. That's the main thing. And right. then, mm -hmm. you know, apply to those automotive uh, memberships. They're... Um, Every country, community would have some form of automotive press association. So I'm a member of the Northwest Automotive Press Association, which is yes. primarily American. It's mostly okay. Washington, Oregon, et cetera. But um, <laughs> Canada's mm -hmm. is called Automotive Journalists Association of Canada. So there's, they're everywhere. Cool. All right. Connie, um, how do you know about all this is what I want to know. How do you even start with, I mean, getting your first car, 
Like how? Well, I was a mom blogger. So I had a, a website for 12 years that I sold in 2019. It was called Modern Mama. And in 2015, GM reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to drive a car and write about it. And can you take your family on like a road trip or something so that you have content? And at the time I thought, cool, that's awesome. They want to give me a Tahoe for a week or whatever it was. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I said, great. Yeah, that sounds mm -hmm. fantastic. But then I thought to myself, um, you know, if I'm going to write about GM, why wouldn't I write about the other brands? So back in 2015, I started pitching the other brands and the brands that were working with bloggers were on board and easy to, wow. to work with. And like I say, it's just, it was yeah. an evolution, right? Of like yeah. pitching, it was always me pitching the brand saying, I mean, after that, a few other brands pitched me as well. But I mean, I've always been the one to just go out and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to work together? But um, you said you've been doing this since 2015. So that's mm -hmm. kind of that's kind of new for like Instagram creator or like um, blog create like the Internet. I mean, it's not the Internet isn't that new by that by this point. But it's like for were you like one of the first people to do it? Was it? strange to introduce to the car companies or did they already like are they ahead of us uh no certain brands were yeah. already working with bloggers but the, mm -hmm. i would say those brands started in 2015 so i would have been one of the first like mom bloggers especially in canada in the u.s it's been years before that the u.s is always <laughs> ahead a few years in terms of like working with influencers and manufacturing manufacturers doing different type of partnerships and mm -hmm. uh, marketing so i do know of mom bloggers i know a lot of mom bloggers throughout north america i know a lot of them were, were already working with um, car brands before i was all right cool cool so um why why is it important for cars to get reviewed for the good or the bad <laughs> oh so many reasons just yeah. uh, i'm i'm much more from the consumer standpoint not the mm -hmm. enthusiast standpoint so i'm not writing like super technical stuff. I, I think for a consumer, it's really important to know some of the ins and outs before you even go into the dealership. Because if you see a cool car on the road and you're like, I want that car because it looks cool, that's not a good enough reason to go to the dealership and start negotiating. You, you kind of want to know what kind of safety features does it have? Like, is it going to fit three car seats if I need three car seats for my kids? Like, you know, so for from a consumer standpoint, right. you wanna, it's really important to know about the car mm -hmm. before you go, because I find a lot of times the car dealer um, isn't providing any education. They're not educating on what kind of stuff is in the car. Typically, typically. that's just from my experience. That's, but, <laughs> yeah. OK, that's fair. But isn't like typically that's the job of their marketing, right? And their advertising yeah. to yeah. feature but all part this stuff. Of, exactly. Mm -hmm. And part of their marketing is to work with auto journalists to write about and cover the cars. So they love it if we do video and writing and all of it, because we are educating the consumer right. before they go car shopping. Oh, cool. So that's a pretty cool, like a two way thing. You get to review the cars right around new car every single week. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I mean, it looks pretty like amazing. You're just running through all different kinds of cars. <laughs> this is you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. What's um. So you're, you're looking through cars, you look at them, you ride them. You're like, yeah, I want to know whether or not this is like really good. What makes yep. a good car? There are so many cars. There's so many. And right. it really depends on what you want. Like one of the things we always write about at Girls Guide to Cars is who is this car for? Mm -hmm. So I would say the first 
I would say three or four years I was doing car stuff. It was all about family cars because I have three kids. And every time a manufacturer would be like, oh, well, we have this car. And I'd say, no, I have three kids and two cars, two stolen car seats. I need it to be bigger. I need this, this, and this. So it depends who you are. Because now I love the sports cars. I love the little cars. I've had a two-seater recently where I could only take one one kid at a time. Yeah. And I love that. I was like, ooh, freedom, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, it really depends on what you're looking for and who you are. I think, of course, the bottom line is safety features. I love, mm-hmm. you know, advanced safety features for everybody in any type of car. But as far as anything else goes, it really depends who you are and what you need. I mean, that's true, but there is like a difference between driving expensive cars versus driving cheaper cars, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I That's agree. why they're more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Can you tell us, um, I haven't really driven around in too many expensive cars. <laughs> have mm-hmm. you um, had experiences driving like some really cool cars and like, what's the difference? Can you tell us <laughs> what's it like? Well, you know, what's funny about that is um, I was recently really realizing that the, the new cars, even at the low price points, have right. so many features True. that are included now that weren't, or the safety technology has just progressed so much that mm-hmm. even like a 25,000 Canadian, let's say 20,000 US dollar car can have a ton of safety features and convenience features like Apple CarPlay and heated seats and all these things that you right. used to consider to be luxury wow. are are right. now kind of standard. And it's funny, I even caught flack for um, posting about Apple CarPlay in one of the higher end cars I was in. And I got a few comments. TikTok's like phenomenal for <laughs> negative comments. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, if you, if you yeah. can't roll it, let it roll off your back, don't go there. But anyway. <laughs> don't um, go on. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, and they were saying, well, of course mm-hmm. that car is going to have Apple CarPlay because it's a hundred thousand dollar car. But but you just don't always know. Some some high end cars don't have, you know, the the features that you think they would. But yeah, I think the things that make a car expensive, of course, are like engineering and brand and right. um, technology and and some so, of the really advanced safety features. Okay, so is it mostly brand you think, or is it more than just brand? You're saying technology. What kind of technology? You tech- say like the newer cars has new tech. Yeah. So what tech has, so, <laughs> like the fancy I, cars have. Right. So I was yeah. in a Mercedes Benz SUV in the summer. That mm-hmm. was a really, I can't remember exactly how much it was, but it was well over a hundred thousand dollars. And the safety tech in those Mercedes Benz are crazy. Like they have pre-collision um, avoidance technology in it. So the car will actually physically avoid a collision for you without you even realizing it. And it also has this sound technology that will emit a sound before a crash when it knows that there's an imminent crash it emits a sound that helps protect your ears from the sound of all of it so it's like the tech the safety tech in that type of vehicle is crazy crazy true but you're saying that what used to be luxury is now becoming more common um one of the things that used to be more luxury becoming more common is like electric vehicles right yeah um they used to just used to have a few cars, celebrities used to ride them and stuff. But now a lot of people have electric vehicles. Is it still the case that like Tesla is the most prominent electric vehicle company or uh, are there more? No. I think I think it is, but it's mm-hmm. it's becoming less so. So with Lucid and with Rivian and with even GMC coming out with the new Hummer, 
uh, it's becoming more mainstream. All of the company, all the brands, all the manufacturers have a plan to electrify their oh, fleets. Wow. So, mm -hmm. so they all have this, you know, set number. This is the number of electric cars we're going to have by this year, et cetera. So all the brands look at, I mean, even the Mustang has an electric version now. So uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's becoming more yeah. and more mainstream. And I think cool. to your question about it being common, it really depends on where you live and the infrastructure, because if you don't have the infrastructure in place, you can't buy an electric car because you need to be able to charge it when you want to go on a road trip or you need to go downtown every day or whatever. So I guess if the infrastructure and in places starts having right more of these electric charging stations, there'll be more of these cars. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. Sounds good. Have you driven in any of these uh, electric vehicles? And Yeah, actually yeah. my, my family car is a Tesla model three. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And we <laughs> yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh -huh. We love it. Amazing. We've even taken it on our road trip. So, uh -huh. um, and having to like stop and charge and things like that and figure out where the charge points are. But um, yeah, I've driven in a few other EVs as well, including the Kona, the Hyundai Kona, which I loved. I had it last week, last year over Christmas for two weeks and fantastic car. It's a little bit cheaper than a Tesla, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love electric cars. I think electric, I, I, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it'd be really cool. Do you know if there are any like electric, like specialty vehicles, like electric um, RVs or electric, <laughs> whatever. That's a good question. I am, unfortunately, I don't yeah. know because I know nothing about RVing or <laughs> camping, yeah. camping, like that kind of campers. stuff. All right. But I do know a lot of the EV companies have um, mobility vehicles for commercial purposes. Like I've seen, I think it's Rivian. Um, don't mm -hmm. quote me on that. It could be wrong, but they have like delivery vehicles that that UPS or somebody could buy, you know, oh. and I think some of the, those delivery companies are already using electric vehicles for uh, commercial purposes, which is cool. Yeah. All right. That's pretty cool. So I think, well, I think as it's pretty cool to hear that there are, the car companies are now making more electric vehicles and it sounds like we're just going to have way more electric vehicles coming soon. Um, do you see it? it becoming a point where like having cars and run on gasoline becomes like a luxury item. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I mean, eventually, I don't know at right. what point I'm not going to predict yeah. that, but yeah, of course. I mean, you look at mm -hmm. um, classic cars, for example, they're, they're not going to go away. That that's going to be a thing. We have a classic car as well. I, we, we joke that we're carbon neutral because my husband has a 70 Chevy Nova that burns through gas like crazy and he drag races it and it sounds like super loud and it's, complete opposite of our Tesla. So yeah, I, I mean, there's never going to be a point where they, I mean, I shouldn't say never, never mind. Right. I'm not going to predict, but yeah, <laughs> of course there's, there's yes. eventually, I mean, everything totally hmm. evolves, right? Everything totally evolves. Another thing that's totally evolving is like self-driving vehicles, right? And with these, a bunch of these electric cars that are self-driving. Have you had an experience with that? And um, yeah, do you feel so safe? <laughs> yeah, we don't. We didn't actually buy the autopilot on our Tesla okay. Model Three because it's. I think it's eight or nine thousand dollars. But the cool thing about that is, we could literally download it to our car at any time we want. I, on my app, I can hit download and spend eight grand, and it'll download the software into my car in the garage like that, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I have not done any autopilot driving, but I will say a lot of vehicle brands like the Mercedes Benz, for example, Volvo, for example, lots of other brands they have different levels of semi-autonomous driving and those are just advanced safety features. For example, like keeping you in your lane, 
adaptive cruise, which keeps you, you know, a certain distance from the car in front of you, whether they're slowing down or speeding up. Those are all levels of semi-autonomous. Those are all different levels of autonomous driving. True. All right. Yeah. All right. I see. And you've had experience with, uh, with those? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. time I, yeah. Every time I test a car, I take it on the highway and try out some of those lane keeping and adaptive <laughs> cruise and All things right. like that. I Sounds let go good. of the steering wheel. And you feel, and you feel like safe with it and yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Sounds good. It'll be cool. Yeah. I'm personally, um, I'd like if a car, my car could drive itself. I feel like that's, that'd be a fun thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And um, here's what uh, I want to know. So like you're riding car reviews and primarily people who read car reviews if i'm not mistaken are gentlemen <laughs> men right not usually ladies from when i just know a lot of i like cars a lot i have yeah. most of my friends who are really obsessed with cars are dudes right. <laughs> all right mm -hmm. so but you used to be a mom blogger so you're used to running for women um is it difficult to find an audience for women or are there increasingly so or or are you educating new people? I don't know. So it's mostly, so I, I'll say again, it's not enthusiasts that I'm writing for. It's right. an average consumer. So like when I talk to my friends, for example, none of them are car enthusiasts, mm -hmm. but I can still ask them what they want to know. What do you want to know about this car? What's important to you? And the priorities are just a little bit different, right? So on a girl's guide to cars where I primarily write, for example, yeah. our audience there is consumers who are either in the market for a car or will be in the market for a car in the coming couple of years kind of thing. So they want to know practical stuff. Like, is it safe? Is it easy to pass? Is it going to get me on the highway safely um, when I'm merging? And is it right. going to fit my three car seats, as I mm -hmm. already mentioned, or is there room in the back for the cargo we need to haul on the weekend hockey trips or whatever it is you're doing as a family? Um, same with the opposite like if you're buying for your teen what kind of car is going to be reasonably priced safe etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's way more uh writing for a consumer or even women i think women enthusiasts are definitely out there i follow a lot of women race car drivers and enthusiasts on instagram and i love following them and i think they're so cool and mechanics even women right. that you know that own mechanics garages and are working on cars mm -hmm. super cool i just that's not are my audience, nor is it a girl's guide to cars audience. I see. But would you like to like venture into more like um, cars that are not just like uh, consumer, like for, for the enthusiasts, right? Yeah. Right. Would oh, you like absolutely. To I mean, of, mm -hmm. of course, absolutely. I mean, send me a supercar any day and I'll go take <laughs> it first then. I mean, of course. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. My, my ignorance. What is a supercar? <laughs> A supercar would be like a McLaren or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, even a Corvette. The new Corvette could be considered a supercar. So, yeah. I see. What makes it super? <laughs> Fun, fast, Fun. Mm -hmm. super powerful, super expensive. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. Well, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, for you, when you drive, do you do you like driving like fat? Do you like the power in a car? Do you like a speed in a car? Or are you just driving it and... I, I do. I do really All like, right. yeah, I okay. do like speed, but uh, it's, mm. it's tough uh, with a daily driver. You know, you don't want to speed. Get... <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like. I don't want to yeah. <laughs> say that you're speeding. Yeah. I had, no, I yeah. had a uh, Dodge Challenger last week, which I just dropped off yesterday. It's mm -hmm. uh, kind of a muscle car and it attracts a lot of attention because it 
it's a classic looking car and you can't mistake it on the road and it's loud. And I told my daughters, I said, this is going to be the week I get pulled over for no reason because it's <laughs> such a, like such a loud, noticeable yes. car, but I didn't speed. I was very careful not to speed because uh, I was super, so paranoid about getting pulled over. Yeah. Don't, don't speed. <laughs> yeah. Don't no. speed. And no. um, yeah. Okay. So let's get back to every week you get a car and you review it. Let's see. What's the first thing you do with a car? You get a car. How do you test it out to know what it's about? Uh, that's a good question. It depends on the car. So last mm -hmm. week with the Challenger, the first thing I did was turn off the stereo and just listen to the car, right? Because you know, it's a muscle car. It's a V8. It sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, the next thing I'll do, if it's a sports car, I know it's got a good engine in it. I'll put it in sport mode and rev it right. a little bit, see if there's a difference between sport mode and, you know, like standard or eco or whatever mode it's called mm -hmm. when it's... And then it, it depends on the other, like, and then this week I have a Jeep Wrangler. So I'm super excited because it's one of my, my favorite cars. It's on my wish list for a personal car. Uh, first thing I did was like open the top, even though it was a cold rainy day yesterday, it wasn't raining. I opened the top. I turned up the music, tested the stereo. I always love testing out the stereo too. And uh, just enjoy the drive and feel how different it is to drive a Jeep on the highway home versus that Challenger or a performance car that is like, you know, handling is completely different so it just really depends on the car depends on the car yeah so um before you can give like a review for a car is it like the amount of time you're driving in it that like you get the better feel for it or is it just like oh you can like feel out a car by just looking at the uh, features no that's a good question yeah. i you know in fact when we do press trips so during non-pandemic times there's a mm -hmm. lot of press trips that happen with cars um, and you'll go spend a day with a car or a day and a half with a car, it's really difficult to write a full detailed review. You try to, you try to cover everything, but I, I really feel like, and this is the reason I believe why manufacturers give journalists a full week in the car is because you need that time. You want to do some daily driving. You want to maybe do some highway driving. You want to maybe, you know, drive an hour away, take a mini road trip. I'd love to take this Wrangler off road, but I don't know that I'll have the chance this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really depends to your experience. Like I've drive, I've driven a few cars several mm -hmm. times. So you kind of get to know what to expect. Well, well, but if you're riding the, like the Wrangler and you're not doing an off road, let's say you don't do it. If you don't get the chance to do it, isn't that when you're reviewing the car, you're not giving it like a full review, right? Just cause you're yeah. missing part of, right? Yeah. And that's so true. And you could, yeah. you could absolutely write about that in itself. Like we yeah. didn't get a cha chance to take it off road or there was nowhere safe to go. And um, yeah. And you just include that when you're talking about it. Cool. All right. That's pretty cool. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. What about, um, have you ever tried racing or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So last, well, it wasn't racing, but last summer we went, my husband and I went to this track on Vancouver Island called Island Motorsport mm -hmm. Circuit. And we did a day, it was a full day, eight hour learning how to do performance driving on the track. And the cool thing about that was not only did we have like 45 minutes of theory and learning on like driving position and drive line and braking and all of that stuff. Uh, we then got to drive their cars for the whole day. So we drove everything, started the day <laughs> in a BMW M2. I drove a Mercedes Benz, ended the day in um, a Porsche. I can't remember what it was. Cayman, I think. A Porsche Cayman GTS, I think it was. And an Alfa Romeo 4C. So 
driving those cars on the track with a pro driver teaching you how to drive performance driving was so amazing and so yeah. much fun and i would do that again in a heartbeat i can i can <laughs> i can imagine well you can just do that i can just there are yeah probably places around i can spend a day if you're in la oh yeah if you're in la you've got several choices like there's, oh wow <laughs> oh yeah there's and and uh, some of the car brands put them on mm. so in la there's a porsche experience center which i highly recommend i did the porsche experience center in atlanta a year ago and you spend the entire afternoon in different Porsches with a pro driver and they teach you all different things. It's very, very cool. That was my other experience on a track and mm -hmm. um, with pro drivers. And, and I'd say the key is obviously if you're not experienced, you're, you're gonna learn from a pro driver, which is a huge, huge Yeah, perk. it sounds fun. Yeah, It's so fun, yeah. With COVID so fun, and everything, highly... you know with COVID and yeah. everything, if is it still yeah. going or? So I think they're all, well, I don't know about all, but I know that when we did Vancouver Island Motorsport in in August, oh, wow. we just couldn't have the pro driver in the car with us. Yeah. So then you use radios. So you have a radio in your car and right. he's driving in front of you and mm -hmm. he's showing you exactly <laughs> where yeah. to drive and he's giving you feedback. He's watching you in the rearview mirror the whole time and he's giving you feedback. He'll tell you if you went in the turn too soon, too late, if you brake too soon, too late, not enough. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a really cool learning experience and it's mm -hmm. also a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, in LA, you have lots of, tracks. Oh, that's fun. There's, there's yeah. other tracks near you too. I'm sure. All right. Sounds good. So, so basically you can't just go into a car and start racing a car. You have to go through the education. <laughs> I think, <laughs> going yeah, into I think a race that's car. really important. That's I mean, other than drag <laughs> racing. So like I yeah. mentioned, my husband drag races are, uh, classic 70 Nova in the summer times. Cause we have a racetrack nearby that has. Friday night street legals. So any car can come. Like he's literally raced against a <laughs> minivan because this person souped <laughs> up the minivan. And so anybody can go. And yeah. I was going to actually race our Tesla this summer, but they didn't have any Friday night street legals this summer because of the pandemic. So hoping to next summer, I'm going to try doing the quarter mile in our Tesla Model 3 next summer. That's the plan. Wow. That sounds like fun. A lot. Yeah. That sounds like fun just to go at least see and not even if I'm oh, yeah. racing it's, at least. Yeah. It's yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. So there's drag racing and then there's um, the car experience you're telling us about. Is there, uh, what about buggies and stuff? Have, have you tried going off road? Those? Going off road. Yeah. I went yeah. off road with Jeep. So mm -hmm. every summer during non pandemic times, uh, FCA, who owns Jeep, uh, Dodge, Ram, and I'm missing something, Alfa Romeo. Uh, and Fiat, FCA puts on a one-day event in Detroit near their um, facility, on their facilities called Proving Grounds, where they test out all their vehicles. Yeah. And they host one day with like one or 200 auto journalists all in one day, and you drive all the cars. You can do the drag strip, you can do autocross, you can do the circuit. Yeah. I, I wow. drove the circuit in a cop car. I turned on the <laughs> sirens. I turned on the sirens yeah. and the lights and I did uh -huh. the circuit as fast as I could in a charger. That was fun. But yes, that event, they have a, a, an off-road course there as well. And I drove the Jeep uh, Gladiator off-road um, on a very, very challenging off-road course. And I'd never done it before. And I was so nervous, mm -hmm. but I had the Jeep brand manager sitting next to me. This was last summer, before, not this, it was 2019. I'll put it that way, uh, okay. before COVID. But yeah, sitting next to me, telling me exactly when to turn, when to rev, when to, you know, everything. So that was fantastic, but also mm -hmm. scary. 
That's, I mean, sounds fun. Just sounds yeah. thrilling. Um, yeah. Is there, so you do cars. Have you ever written about motorcycles or like ADVs or other I have not. Auto vehicles? I mean, no. no, I haven't. And that would be fun. I had a dirt mm. bike when I was a kid, but unfortunately I don't live anywhere where I could drive a dirt bike right now. <laughs> and I don't have my, I don't have my driver's license for right. a, a motorcycle anyway, but that would be fun. Yeah. Maybe I mm -hmm. should consider that. That sounds, yeah, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. I used to have a little ATV when I was a kid and that was the most fun thing. Just uh, cruising around. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Sounds good. What about, so you're driving cars. There's some good cars. What makes a car not the best car? If a car like manufacturer wants to make their car better, <laughs> what, what do you tell them is like, how do you make better experiences driving? Oh, that's a good question. It really just depends on the car, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, two weeks ago, I was in the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. It's their SUV. And I was in the Performance Trim, which is the Quadrifolio. And I know I'm going to say that wrong because it's Italian. But regardless, that was yeah. the trim I was in. And it has a very mm -hmm. um, powerful motor. It's a really beautiful car. The interior is gorgeous. I loved everything about it. But the backup camera was worse than some $20,000 cars I've driven. It was just really low resolution, a really small part of the screen, things like that, that yeah. bugged me, you know, like yeah. it's an expensive car. It was well over a hundred thousand right. dollar car and the backup camera was terrible. So <laughs> things like that, yeah. you know, that, that you, they feel out of place. It's a, it's a really high end car with a low end feature. Might as well. Right. If it's going to be cool, might as well be really cool. Just, yeah. Cause that makes a lot of the car, just the way it looks more than the way it performs. Just like yeah. the way that that's how makes how you feel kind of like you sit in it. It's a cool looking car and it looks, the interior looks really cool. Has a cool display, you know, yeah. cool camera, maybe more and the than safety. Yeah. And the safety feature. Yeah, yeah. And the safety feature of it. Right. Like I couldn't back into car, uh, into parking spots that week yeah. because it was raining practically all week. And so it fogged up the camera. Oh, and it no. Was, it was just a terrible <laughs> backup camera. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So you write in Canada. Um, is it mostly for Canadians or are you writing for people around the world? So a girl's guide to cars who I primarily yeah. write for is based in Texas, actually. And oh, wow. mm -hmm. most of her audience is in the U.S. And actually, ironically, not ironically, but uh, the past few years, my audience, my social media audience, so I'll say Instagram and TikTok, um, has shifted. It used to be primarily Canadian. And now it's primarily American. So it's mostly US. I see. Um, do you like think ever about like branching it out more like internationally? Cause I know like other, like everyone knows cars, everyone likes cars. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure like you're like brand friend for, you know, different people, different women with, who are looking yeah. at cars. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I know. My mom would yeah. read it or yeah. people would read it. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, as far as my own social media channels, I don't target yes. any specific I see. place, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, absolutely. I definitely have a lot of international followers on TikTok where I get a lot of comments in different languages and I have to translate them because I can't understand or I can't read it. Um, but even on Instagram, it's funny. I've got a few friends and I, by friends, I mean like online virtual friends that I've met via Instagram that are, you know, all over the world. I have a, a auto journalist, auto photographer friend in Australia. I love her work. So yeah, I mean, I think it's, social media is cool that way is you can connect with people all over the world and it's That's just true. like, yeah. Here we are. 
one yeah. from America, one from Canada, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to uh, international. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um, well, Connie, uh, we're kind of running out of time here, but you got me excited. Now I want to go check out more cool car experiences and um, yeah, and, and enjoy my car a little more. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. How, yeah. Um, last question I want to ask, how like, do you like, do you have like, what's your relationship like with your car is one I want to know, like, do you take care of your car a lot? You or is just is just a car to you because you have different cars. Yeah, um, that's so funny that you asked that. Yeah. No, I I love my cars. We mm -hmm. we had a huge Yukon SUV up until March when we got the Tesla. Um, I love my cars, but I would say my husband's the one that takes care of them. Like when we got the Tesla, he was washing it like every two or three days. And now he's <laughs> now he's slowed down. He only washes uh, it about once a week. Yeah. But yeah, no, of course, I love our cars. I love our Tesla and uh, I love his old classic car too, but I have not driven it. He used to let me drive it all the time, but he's souped up the motor and souped up the motor over the years so much that now neither he nor I trust me to drive his <laughs> Chevy Nova. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. But like you like when you're driving your car versus driving like other cars, like just when you're driving a car once a week, is there like, is it? different for you at all or is it just like i'm using a car to drive around oh um, no it's definitely different mm -hmm. like like as an example last week i was in that challenger and it's like a muscle car and it mm -hmm. feels completely different to drive something <laughs> like that yeah then this week i'm in a jeep and it's like utility and it's kind of bouncing all over the road and it doesn't handle like a sports car at all but i i still love it so yeah no i definitely have a, a joy of driving mm -hmm. in fact during our lockdown in the spring um when we really weren't going anywhere, I was still going for joy rides. Like I would still go for a half hour ride just to go for a drive and get out of the house. And I love listening to music in the car. And so, yeah, I do. I definitely enjoy driving. Amazing. All right. Well, Connie, I love driving. You love driving. Um, it's the best thing. Drive. <laughs> you yeah. listen, if you listen and you're uh, inspired to go drive and check out some cars and racetracks and stuff, subscribe, <laughs> make sure to like and share this video. Connie, is there anything you want to shout out or say before we wrap no, up just here? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You bet. This was a lot of fun. I actually learned a lot about cars cool. and I'm going to go really check out, like, see if there's any cool, like race go driving. Why not spend yeah, a day doing something me. fun? Yeah. yeah sounds message good. me if you have questions. Cause I know of two places in California. Perfect. 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 All right. This is how we, um, is there anything you want to shout out before we wrap yeah, up? Good. Cool. This is how we sign out. Uh, make sure to subscribe to a to the show link in bio you can check out her instagram link in bio everything's linked in bio please subscribe um salute to cover the cam and toodaloo some sort of economic system that i don't think i've ever heard of or has ever been made yet. <laughs> look i come up with one i'll i'll, I'll definitely present it here first please. all right sounds you know, good man we think yeah <laughs> We should invite an, econo an economist on the show just so we can like really <laughs> understand yeah. what's going on. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, no, I agree because I'm also like I I agree because I'm not like I'm not like hyper capitalist. I'm not like super like I need to make as much money as possible, right? I do really value my time and my freedom. Um, and I I do think like. I know maybe we're, we are richer than ever before and maybe we can take care of more people maybe we don't need